welcome back to another episode of the Soul of a Woman show, where we talk faith, family, and fun. I'm your host, Dr. Patricia Shaw. Are you ready? Let's go. Soul Ties, Unchain My Heart, Chapter 1, The Encounter. How did I get here? Why can't I shake this man? He treats me like less than a person, but I keep going back to him. Those are the words I repeated in my head for the course of our relationship. What started as a childlike love affair ended as a tumultuous tornado. It was fall of 1989, my junior year of college. The boys' basketball team was playing our rival school. It was a typical Friday night filled with fun and adventure, but I knew something was different about this Friday. I could just feel it in the atmosphere. I had on my favorite pair of Levi jeans, a red top, and my brown penny loafers. I always dressed to impress, but I was in rare form that Friday night. The Friday that would forever be embedded in my head. The Friday that made me wish I were dead. With so much excitement in the air, you wouldn't think I'd have noticed this stranger staring at me, but I was hypnotized, nearly mesmerized by his golden brown eyes. Why was I so caught up in this stranger? Something happened to me when he caught my eye. A chill went up and down my spine. Was that supposed to happen? His eyes found mine in a crowded place, but only we occupied that space. As he walked across the floor, I could no longer hear the noise in anticipation that he was headed my way. My heart was racing. What is this I'm feeling? He's cute, I kept saying. He moved in close to me, closer than I've ever allowed any man to be, but I didn't mind. It was different, and he intrigued me. As he approached me, his lips started moving, and I immediately became an expert at lip reading. He asked if he could come over and talk to me, and of course, I said yes. Hello, he said. I'm Eric. Your smile is so radiant, I had to come introduce myself. I was like putty in his hands, but I didn't want him to know that. So I pretended to be in control of my senses and told him my name. I'm Teresa, and thank you for the compliment. Oh, you're welcome, he said. I could say so much more, but since we just met, I'll keep my thoughts to myself. I looked at him like a freshman on the first day of high school, lost. I didn't know what to say. I was at a loss for words because I was all wrapped up in his looks and his pretty white teeth. My grandmother always said, a man that will take care of his teeth will take care of you. He kept talking and the conversation was thrilling. Even though words were coming out of his mouth, my body was numb and my ears dumb. I was strictly reading his lips. So, Teresa, do you go here, he asked. Yes, I'm a junior. What about you? 
Even though the campus had over 25,000 students, he had a face that I would have remembered passing. No, he said, I graduated from the rival school and I'm here with some frat brothers. I thought this was going to be a wasted trip, but meeting you is the highlight of my night. Is it okay to say that? He asked. Hey, it's a free country. You can say what you wish. I said, oh my, did I just say that? I can be so stupid at times. Well, pretty lady, it's getting late and I need to get back with my frat brothers. Can I have your phone number? Yeah, you can have my phone number and whatever else you want, I was thinking. Sure, let me write it down for you, I said, and I quickly pulled a pen out of my purse and jotted my number down. Thank you. Is there something you can give me to commemorate our first date? What? Our first date? What are you talking about, I asked. This is our first date. When I asked if I could come over, you said yes. So this makes our first date. If you say so, I replied. I was just as excited as he was. More excited than I've ever been. More excited than maybe I should have been. But I like this feeling and him. Is it okay if I call you tomorrow, he asked. Yes, I replied without hesitation. Something was happening to me. I was drawn to him, and I didn't know why. Maybe it was the atmosphere of the game and the air that had me caught up. I thought I'd better get myself to the dorm and relax. As I walked back to my dorm room, I walked with the child's anticipation on Christmas Eve. I replayed his words over and over again in my head. Instead of the honor student I was, I became a silly schoolgirl waiting to be asked out to the sixth grade dance. As I entered my dorm room, all I could think about was Eric, the perfectly creased jeans he had on, the black Oxford shoes he was wearing, his blue tweed shirt, his sparkling white teeth, and his lips. Yes, those perfect oval-shaped lips. I needed to stop thinking about this man. I dated before, but no one like him. Oh, Teresa, snap out of it. He could be a playboy, have children scattered here and there. Who knows? I'll just wait and see if he calls. I talked myself to sleep. Still excited, I finally dozed off to sleep. At nine the next morning, I woke up, took a shower and grabbed breakfast. I was a very independent person and didn't have many friends on campus. At least none I want to share the details of last night's event with. So I went about my Saturday as usual. I waited an hour after breakfast and went to work out in the gym, still thinking about Eric. I replayed the night in my head. After working out, I went back to the dorm to check my messages. Nothing. I was starting to feel like Eric was a figment of my imagination, and last night was a dream, a fantasy. Oh well, I left the room again. After all, I was in college to study. I have plenty of time for a man, later, I suppose. 
after three hours of studying at the library. I went back to my dorm room, but there were still no messages on the phone. Darn. Just as disappointment was setting in, the phone rang. Hello? May I speak to Teresa? Speaking. What you doing? Studying. Why did I just tell that bold-faced lie? I should have said I pretended to work out at the gym and go to the library, but I've actually been sitting here like a zombie waiting on you to call. Would you like some company? He asked. What do you mean? Are you driving back to town? No, he said. Then what do you mean? I asked. I never left town. I rode with my frat brother and we went to a party last night, so I'm still in town. Oh, I see. I said, why didn't you call me last night? It was too late. And judging by the way you were dressed last night, I didn't picture you as the type of woman who would leave her quarters after midnight. Quarters? Why would you use that word, I asked. Well, Teresa, I asked a few people about you, and I was told you're very selective. Selective? I repeated. Yes, selective. You're cautious of who you allow in your circle. Or is it a triangle? Stop it, I said. I have a few friends. Well, then, I'm not wrong, right? I guess not, I replied. My heart was pounding through the phone. I hoped he couldn't hear it. Well, would you like some company, he asked again. Sure, where are you? I'm downstairs in your lobby waiting for you to come down. Is that so? Yes, that's so, he replied. I politely hung up the phone, hurriedly brushed my teeth, checked myself in the mirror, and ran downstairs. I couldn't wait for the elevator. I had waited long enough. When I got to the bottom of the stairs, I collected myself, took a few deep breaths, and slowly opened the door. And there he was, looking better than he had the night before, if that were possible. Hello, Eric. Hello, Teresa. Your smile is just as radiant as it was last night. Thank you, I replied. You're going to spoil me with all those compliments. Well, if you call a compliment spoiling you, then that I shall. To keep from blushing and laughing like a fifth grader, I quickly changed the subject without acknowledging his comment. What have you been doing all day? I asked. The frat party lasted till the wee hours of the morning. I stayed to help clean up and I fell asleep. Honestly, after breakfast, I went and shot some hoops with the fellas for most of the day. And here I am sitting here with you. He's such the flirt, but I like it. How about you? What have you been up to? Oh, a little of this and a little of that. Nothing nearly as exciting as your day. I'm sure of that. I don't know who I was trying to convince, me or him. So he asked me, so he asked me question after question. And as he asked, I restated my answers to make sure he was getting the information like a good reporter. I told him how many siblings I have the name of the city I was from, my major, and even what my parents did for a living. And when he finished drilling me with questions, I started on his family tree. 
He told me his birth date, mother's name, the high school he went to, his major, where he works, and even the time he leaves for work. After nearly four hours of conversation, we'd worked up an appetite and we walked to the local pizza place. We shared a pizza. I had a 7-Up and he had a beer. This was new. He drinks. Drinking used to be a turnoff to me, like smoking, but he was so handsome. Two more hours talking during dinner and we decided to go for a stroll on campus. WIU campus is so beautiful this time of year. As we strolled and talked, he pulled out a cigarette and started smoking. Well, I'll say, a drinker and a smoker. Could I overlook these habits that I'd sworn I wouldn't deal with in a man? You smoke? I asked politely. Yes, he replied. Does it bother you? Not as much as it should bother you, I replied. I'll put it out if you want me to. Yes, please. He melted my heart putting his cigarette out for me. You know, secondhand smoke is worse than firsthand smoke, I said. I've heard that. I've been trying to quit. And you know what they say. No, I don't know what they say. What do they say? Old habits die hard, he replied. With my smart mouth, I said, is it old habits or old men? When we made it back to my dorm, he came in and sat for a brief moment. I've got to get going. I was glad you let me come see you again, he said. I hope you'll let me see you again soon. Of course I will, I replied, trying not to sound so excited. I guess this is good night, he asked. I guess it is, I answered. As I prepared for him to kiss me, he placed one hand on each of my upper arms, leaned in like he was going to kiss me, and whispered in my left ear. Good night, Teresa from Freeport. I enjoyed talking with you. All the while, my heart was racing a hundred miles an hour. It was a good thing his hands were firm on my arms as my legs nearly gave out under me. That was it. He left me feeling some type of way, but I liked it. I went up to my dorm room and replayed our entire conversation over in my head like a schoolgirl writing in her diary. I thought about every piece of clothing he had on, the crisp crease of his pants legs, his deep melodic voice, our interesting conversation, and even how he put his cigarette out for me. I was drawn to him like bees to a flower in springtime. I went to bed smelling his cologne. As I drifted off to sleep, I couldn't help but wonder where this would go. Might it be long term or was he just trying to have fun? Sundays are typically relaxing for me. The only day I don't do any homework, just sit around and lounge all day. It was six in the evening when the phone rang and guess who it was? Eric, to my surprise, calling to say hello. How sweet of you, I said. That's the kind of guy I am, he replied. You've done this so much, you have your lines rehearsed, I said. No, I try to be convincing when I see something I want. You're too much for me, I said. I hope not, he replied. I'd like to get to know you better. 
if you let me. It depends on what your definition of better is. He replied, better on a deeper level, eye to eye contact, that's what I meant by better. Do you understand now? I suppose I said, well, that was the beginning of our whirlwind romance. For six months, we laughed, talked, went to dinner, movies, bowling, skating, and any other forms of entertainment we could find in a college town. I must admit, after six months of being in close proximity with Eric, I had fallen in love. Now, how did that happen? And when did that happen? I asked myself. Love was not supposed to happen. He smoked and drank. And I'm a church girl. I said I'd never fall for someone like him. But he was quickly leading me into his world. A world I was not acquainted with. A world foreign to me. A world full of destruction. I was eagerly being pulled. No, drawn into a darkness I knew nothing about. But I was willing to go as long as Eric was leading the way. I was drawn to him like the dew after an early morning rain. I was so head over heels in love with him. Even though I never told him with my lips, I told him in my actions, just like he told me in his, driving four hours every weekend since we'd met to spend time with me. I was living some women's fantasy, but my reality. He was bringing out the best in me. Or could it be that I couldn't see what was happening to me? Anyhow, I was a willing vessel ready to be used by him. On the next podcast, I will have some things I want to bring out about this chapter, The Encounter. Some questions I want to pose to you, the listener, along with what I believe happened during the encounter been listening to the soul of a woman podcast with your host dr patricia shaw